0: Hey everybody, welcome in to a new episode of the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service and free 3-day shipping over 75 bucks. So easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us out there. Thank you, Rocky Mountain. As usual, there is not a discount code. I apologize. But please, under the notes section when you do order, say that you listen to this podcast and that you love it. And that say, you can't live without it. And that helps me out. Trust me, it does. It gets back to me. And actually, for the guys out there that have done that, Thank you very much. Um, those notes have got back to me. So there is a lot of you out there that is doing that. And I appreciate that. So thank you very much. And of course, let's mix it up. Racetech, racetech.com. Man, I'm telling you guys. If it wasn't for having the factory suspension on my team Bullfrog Spas, Moto Concepts, Honda. I need to learn how to say that, I think. I, I feel like I'm screwing it up. I'd be running Racetech. I have the stuff ready to go back on my bike after these two rounds are over with. Hey, honestly, there's nothing wrong with that Racetech A-kit stuff I have on my bike. Yes, the factory stuff is a little bit better just because of different parts that we, normal people, can't usually get. I'm just lucky enough to be able to use this stuff for a couple of rounds. But hey, go check them out, Racetech.com. Get your stuff revalved, resprung. Get your bushings changed, seals, oil, whatever it is. It helps. My recommendation to you guys every 15 to 20 hours, get your oil and seals and bushings changed. If you guys can't do that by yourself, send it to Racetech. They'll get it done for you in a a good amount of time so you guys can get back on your bike and not piss off the wife because you're moody as hell because you're not riding your dirt bike. Check them out. They have engine services. They do vintage bikes. They have all different kinds of stuff. Very good people over there. Racetech.com. Email me if you guys want to get a little bit of a discount on your services. And I will get you an email and a contact there to help you guys out. Fly racing, flyracing.com is going to be on my waist, my ass, my chest, my back, and my freaking hands. Fly Racing. Actually, I do not know what JT and Max have in store for me for gear but I, I'm, I'm being straight up with you guys. I probably am as excited to get the new gear or a set of new gear to go race in, hopefully a new colorway, as I am riding my, my Honda. That may or may not sound bad, but you know, guys out there, you guys know how much I love gear, but I love it. Fly racing, light hydrogen gear is my favorite set of gear. Go check those guys out at flyracing.com and, of course, Formula Helmet. That helmet discussion will be talked about in in this podcast a little bit. But go check the new Formula Helmet out. There's only two people that I trust on my head, and one of those is Fly Racing and the Formula Helmet. So do yourself a favor and go check out the new helmet they have come out with a couple months ago. So thank you to all my advertisers. Thank you guys for supporting those advertisers Episode number four, holy shit. There's a lot of episodes in this journey of being a professional motocross rider. It's a lot of damn work too, right? I think I say that every episode and it hasn't changed in this episode. Um, It's Monday before I leave for Hangtown. We leave on Wednesday and man, we've had a busy week last week. So this podcast is all about last week, what went on. What I did, how my bike was, giving you guys the rundown on everything that's been going on. I told you I'm going to take you step by step through everything that I've been going through on this journey. Because I'm just a normal dude like you that just got lucky and got on a bitching bike and and got to race a, a couple rounds of motocross. So for go for those of you who have missed the first three episodes, do yourself a favor, go back and listen. But just to recap why I'm doing this, I get a lot of questions at the track of, why the fuck are you riding two nationals, Kiefer? You're 42 years old. Well, I'm telling you guys, like I told you guys in this podcast, it started out super mellow. It wasn't going to be a huge deal. We we're going to hop in the Sprinter, Heather and Aiden and I. We're going to ride a KTM 450 because that's what I I love that bike, right? I mean, just because I'm on a Honda now doesn't mean that KTM all of a sudden sucks. Nope. That bike kicks ass. Well. Things kind of change, right? So I was doing this because my son is 13 years old. just turned 13 in January. He just started showing promise about two years ago about really pushing and starting to ride his bike. And in our family, we try to teach values and say, hey, you just can't get shit for free. Everything comes at a price because that's what happens when you turn 18. You're an adult. Shit comes at you fast and you're like, holy crap. What happened in my teenage years? And now I got to work. And I don't want him being 18 And having all that stuff come at him so fast. So he's going to have to learn how to work for what he wants, the value of a dollar, so on and so forth. You guys get what I'm saying? So he sees me ride. He sees boxes show up every day from UPS. And all this free shit I get. I know Gary Sutherland, my buddy, always says, hey, you kick kickers and get free shit. That's all you do. But he doesn't see all the work that goes along with it. And quite frankly, neither does my son Aiden. There's a lot of things behind the scenes that I do um, and I have done in my career to be able to get to this point to where I can get that kind of stuff and review it and test it. It's not about just getting free shit and looking cool. And I, and I feel like that's where Aiden was at for a little bit and he thought, man, my dad just gets a bunch of free shit and he gets to go ride dirt bikes every day. He wakes up and rides dirt bikes. Well, I want him to, to learn um, that I work. To get these things, and when we go race, it just you don't show up to go racing and expect to win. A lot of these kids nowadays um, are privileged; they're coddled. I know Denny Stevenson talked about that a lot in his Instagram post. I don't know if I'm fully on board of how gnarly Denny is, but I, I, I am seventy percent on board with what he's saying. Most of the kids, my most of the most of my son's friends that he hangs out with. I see these things that I don't like and I do not want my kid to turn out that way. So, when I agreed that Heather and I, like I want to go race, you know, a couple outdoor nationals because I try to have a goal every year, I want my kid to learn that I'm going to bust my ass and I'm going to work to get to where I'm at and go race Hangtown and Paula and see where it takes me. And if that takes me to an 18th That's a win for us, right? Because that's awesome. Uh, Getting to some points at 42 years old would be insane. But there's a good chance that I do not score points. And there is even a chance I do not qualify, right? There's all these variables in motocross racing that we can't control. I want him to learn, hey, I'm busting my ass. I'm doing this thing to get to the point that I want to get at. But chances are it may not happen. So... This is the reason why we're taking this journey to show them: it's okay to fail, it's okay to bust your ass and succeed. All these things happen. You just do not give up, and you chase your dreams and you work hard. This was the example that my wife and I wanted to set, and it just so happens we we were doing that through racing. So now, fast forward, Tony Leslie gets involved. I'm on a team and just created this whole thing with Steve Mathis. So. That's where we're at. That's just a brief recap of where we're at right now. So we're a week out, actually six days, no, five days from Hangtown. And I've been training pretty hard for about two and a half months. Last week was a big week as well. If you listen to these podcasts, I go week to week with you guys. Uh, Last Tuesday, we had a day at Carson Mumford's facility. Got to ride with Carson. The JGR guys were out there after Vegas, putting in time. Uh, Justin Hill and Alex Martin were out there riding. Carson's is the old Michael compound. He has several tracks out there. Very cool facility. I, I I love it out there. It's awesome. It's in the middle of BFE, so you guys know that I love that shit. And uh, Alex Ray came up, went ride with me before he left for Hawaii Supercross, and we just moto down. I just got my race bike. Last week to put a week. I was allowed to put a week on my race bike. Chad at XPR built the engine to my spec. The guys over at Shoah, Trey, Scott, and because they built me a couple sets of factory suspensions. So I'm running the same shit that Roxon and the, that Roxon's running. I can't say I was gonna say Sealy, but Sealy's on KYB. So my bike is pretty damn close to being factory. Yes, there are some things I can't get a link that rocks and runs. Um, of course, engine specs a little different. And chassis may be a little bit different with clamps and things. So, but there's no excuse. My bike is unreal. So I got to ride that on Tuesday. Got to break it in a little bit and ride it and shake it down. And man, I'm telling you guys right now, out of the box, it was too fast. I'm like, holy shit. It's too much for me. So the next day, I was supposed to go to to Paula or Fox Raceway, whatever you guys want to call it, um, for this pro practice media day that they're having, which was very cool. I told Chad, uh, yeah, man, we need to change the flywheel. So we changed out the flywheel to a stock flywheel weight because there was a lighter flywheel on there because it's more of like a Ben LeMay spec for Supercross. And I wanted to change the ignition timing because I wanted to smooth it out a little bit. So we got to uh, Fox Raceway on Wednesday morning. We changed out the the flywheel. We had three practice sessions at Paula. And uh, like I said, I'm pretty transparent. I'm going to be straight up with you guys. The first practice session, I mean, there's 50 freaking pros out there. I mean, basically, I looked at it like a, a practice race. It was basically... Gnarly dudes, all in one session. I'm in that first session out there. It's a 45 minute session. I'm I'm a few minutes in, and I'm just getting past every other fucking corner. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I'm 42 years old. I'm out here. Tomax blowing by me. Muskan's revving his engine at me, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I was a little. I was a little bit. I was a little bit frazzled, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like. I feel like I'm riding okay, and I'm just getting blown away. So I just concentrated on trying to test the bike and maybe not trying to go so damn fast. The track was, you know, it wasn't gnarly in the first session, but it was soft. It was ruddy. It's very busy. The National at Paula is going to be very, very busy. There's only one or two big jumps, nothing crazy, which is thankful for that. But it's going to get ruddy and choppy. It's going to be gnarly. Um, Second session, I went out, felt so much better. The bike was a little bit better with the ignition timing that Chad did. And let me just say, Chad is a godsend when it comes to trying to make me comfortable on this engine. Having all this horsepower is great, but if I can't use it, what's the point? A lot of you guys out there going, oh, man, I want a, a, a factory 450 engine. No, you don't. No, you don't. There's nothing wrong with your stock four fifty engine. That thing is good. My practice bike was a stock engine with an e c u and fuel. That thing was awesome, and then I got on this, and I'm like, holy shit, it was good, but I couldn't use all of it. So Chad adjusted that linear zero to fifteen percent throttle opening. That's where I really need the linearness that's I don't know if that's a word, but that's my word linearness. I need linear power coming through the ruts. Exiting the corner, especially when the ruts get chopped out and, and and hacked out and blown out. and Because pros, they don't give a shit. They don't take care of the ruts like we local riders do. How we roll our corners and they're like, oh, man, we made that rut bitchin'. That's so rad. That rut's so good. They don't give a shit. They go, ah, and they blow it out. Next lap, it's all fucked up. You're like, dude, that was a good rut. Now it's fucked. Well, that's pros. Okay? So, This is where you need linear power. I don't need that son of a bitch jumping out of my hands when I'm trying to pin it out of a corner. So Chad got that much better for me in the second practice at Paula. I was able to roll my corners, and man, I could lean the bike better and actually help the chassis balance of the motorcycle. So... How does that relate to you guys out there with the stock ECU? I know some of you guys out there that email on 2018 and 2019 Honda 450s, it's a little bit jumpy and surgy. And I'm telling you guys straight up, going to a Vortex Ignition or getting your your current ECU reflashed will help you dramatically. The 2020 CR450R ECU is so much better. The 19 was better than the 18, but it wasn't enough. To me, the bike is still too gnarly, stock, and you need a better linear feeling from 0 to 15%. Well, the 2020 Honda has that. So for those of you guys interested in the new 450R, that ECU setting helps the chassis on that bike. Same thing with my race bike, man. Chad did a wonderful job building an engine that's easy to ride and has so much power. I can literally ride it in, th- in third gear, and it's and it's easy for me to ride. It's the best Honda 450 that I have ever ridden, and I've ridden a lot, so that tells you something. And and I'm going to tell you a little bit of story when we jump ahead here on Friday when I when I rode too. Someone else rode my bike and thought it was the best as well. But anyway, going from Paula's second practice, I got my feet wet a little bit more, started tagging along with some faster dudes, and I just felt better. And I was like, okay, this is actually more fun now. I'm not stressing out. So. That is something I gotta have to I really have to focus on and work on when I get to Hangtown and Paula is trying to pin it right away and, and trying to go for it in these qualifiers. That's gonna be my weakness, guys. I'm telling you, and I'm just being transparent. Like I haven't done that. I've raced many local races, I've raced professional motocross, but we had to race to get in. Now, do I wanna to race to get in through the LCQ? No, I do not because they only take four out of that sum, bitch. And these dudes are early 20s and they send it and that's all they care about. Well, I, I care about doing good, but I also care about going home and feeding my family and having a good time and living my life because I'm 42. So that level of gnarliness is not quite there with me like it used to be when I was in my 20s. So I'm going to have to send it in these B practices. So I guess Mathis didn't get me an A, which uh, which sucks, but I kind of understand. I, I don't know. I, that might create a shitstorm, I feel, if I was an A practice, some old fucking dude in A practice, and you got these guys that bust their ass privateer-wise and they're in B. So I, I, I get it. I understand it. And I, and I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but it would have been nice. I would have ruffled some feathers to get in that A practice for two rounds, I'll tell you that much. It would have been a lot better to tag along to some faster dudes that ride calmer and have smoother lines than riding with these B guys that hang it out and go fast, but are just sketchy in the process. So um, I'm going to have to send that sucker and B and I'll try to get better but nonetheless man by the third practice the track was so gnarly ruddy um, ruts up faces the jumps it slowed the track down a lot um, because the track is fast and busy but when it got rough I preferred it and what's crazy is usually the Honda suffers in those areas well my bike, my race bike actually gets better when it's rougher it blows my mind I'm so used to riding a Honda when the track is good and soft and it's really good, but I'm not used to riding a Honda when the track's shitty and starting to get baked and and it's good. Well, now my race bike is that. Track gets ruddy, square edgy, shitty, slower, my bike gets better. So I'm stoked about that. I hope I get to really put that to use in the second motos and kind of show what I'm about and the bike's about. Not just me, but... uh. I want to do some justice to this Honda because I feel like uh, it's a great bike and, and to Chad and to Tony and the guys. I mean, think they have a really good solid package, what they do have, and um, it's a fun bike to ride. So that was my day Wednesday. I left there uh, pretty happy, honestly. I, I drove home and called Heather, and I just explained to her, man, it was, it was a gnarly day at the beginning. And then by the end of the day, I was kind of smiling and, and happy that I got some of that nervousness out of me. Because uh, when I'm not quite used to having fucking twenty to twenty-five guys around me at all the times revving their engines, I try to explain to people when I'm at the track, I'm usually the fastest guy, if not, you know, top five guy there at a, at the track, right? Because I'm a local, dude, so I can ride these local tracks pretty good. But when you got the best of the best on the track, you realize like. Man, these guys are no joke. They haul ass, and it's just really loud inside of my helmet because shit is just going on all around me. So you really got to focus in on your riding. How to relate it to you guys out there listening. If Let's say you're going to a new track, right, and you got me. Let's say you have 12 of me riding around you and revving revving my engine everywhere. You're just like, fuck. I can't experiment. I can't try things because I'm so I'm I'm riding in a ball. I'm riding so tight. I don't want to mess up and go offline and hit this dude or that dude or get landed on. That's what it's kind of like for me when you're riding with the best of the best because I'm just thinking, "Man, I really've got to like ride fast and do these jumps quick and experiment all With these dudes just hanging it out around me. You just got to get used to that noise and that chaotic feeling. So I am glad I got to feel that at Paula. Because I have had a feeling if that would have happened at Saturday morning, I would have been kind of overwhelmed and been like, holy shit. And I probably would have suffered. My lap times probably would have suffered. So it's good to have those practice days. Thank you to Davey. And the guys for putting that on and the people over at Fox Raceway, that was very cool. very beneficial for me for me and my motorcycle. So um, I'm very thankful for that. Thursday, we just had I had a bunch of typing to do. Of course, I have, my, I have a real job that I've been uh, not going 100% with. I've been backed off a little bit on that, but I still have to work, right? So there's a lot of things I had to do Thursday. And then Friday, I went to milestone. It was raining here in Southern California, so the track was actually really good and ruddy. Um, I rode with a couple of good quality riders there, um, got to I race them for most of the day so that was also good for my confidence and uh, I feel like my speed is, is good, I also feel like my fitness is good, Seiji has me on a, on a good program, he knows my body like I said if you guys have been listening to these podcasts and overall I, I feel pretty good, uh, I feel like I'm the best version of myself that I have been in a long time. And I have some some confidence going into Sacramento, knowing that hey, I, I can ride a dirt bike fairly well, and I know I can I can do good. A lot of you guys ask me, oh, "What do you think? What do you got? What do you want?" And again, I always say the same thing: I don't really have a goal. I just want to ride the best, and I think that will show if I do that. You guys will know pretty quick if I'm uncomfortable. You'll see a tight. Uh, you'll. You'll see a tight version of myself. You'll see me boner, boner airing some shit. You'll look like a swordfish coming out of the ocean. You know, like son of a bitch just coming straight up. That'll be me if I'm uncomfortable. So I don't plan on being that way. But again, these are all the things that go through my head. And I think all of these things go through professional writers' heads. They just don't talk about them because they have to tell themselves, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. And and I have to learn to tell myself. I'm going to be the best version of myself when I'm there. Best version. I don't care who's next to me. I don't care what guy's revving their engine. It's going to do me. you know. So that's what I'm focusing in on when it comes Saturday morning. Uh, also, last Saturday, we had a great day at Sunrise. David Villeman called me and said, Hey, Kiefer, how's Sunrise been? I said, DV, it's been pretty good. I'll, I'll have Andy and the guys rip it really deep over there. Well, we got... Um, blessed with some rain Friday night which was perfect showed up Saturday, Ferrandis was there um, Doug and his crew, Doug Dubach and his crew were there, we had a bunch of quality good riders, Colt Knack um, just good riders that made the track really good and and, and I talked to Ferrandis there on Saturday and he said, uh, man this is the best dirt here that I've ridden in Southern California and the track was a national style deep prep, so Man, all I could say, that was a really another beneficial day for me. Saturday, riding Ferrandis, getting to see where I was at. I was only a couple seconds off of his times. Of course, it's sunrise. I go fast there. I ride there a lot. But the track was different than normal conditions. So I didn't have that much of an advantage. And I thought I, I, I rode really good, and my bike was uh, as good as well. So let's touch on my bike. What did I have to change besides the engine? Well, the Showa guys... Man, Trey has been awesome. Cause and Scott, all have been awesome to me. I'm an, I'm a nobody. I am shit to them because they have so many other quality riders, but they've been taking care of me so good. Um, they've been listening to me bitch and complain about things I don't like, been really trying to focus in on getting me happy, and they've done that. So they built me two different sets of suspension. I end up going back to my original set, and thank you to Matt Suravog, he's a... He's one of my test guys. I'm sure you listen to him on the FC350 pod- podcast. He's basically basically kind of like my practice mechanic. I get home, I got shit to do. He works all day and he does stuff to my practice bike to keep me going. He must have swapped out my suspension four separate times last week because uh just couldn't I couldn't find a happy setting. So ended up going to my original fork setting and the second Set of suspension they built in my shock setting so a little bit stiffer of a shock setting and a little bit softer of a fork setting i needed some comfort i needed some front end traction i needed some feel in my front end but when i hit branky bumps fast i wanted my rear end to hold up and not get so deep under acceleration so this is kind of where i'm at with that setting Um, it's evolved uh, a couple times but Man, and we swap suspension like a son of a bitch. I think Matt is a pro at getting a shock and fork out and back on in record time. He's really good at it. So uh, I've had a lot of nice, quality people around me for these couple months just trying to help me, and I'm very thankful, and hopefully I can repay those guys when all this is done. Um, Just to to give them a thank you, man, because – as doing this podcast to give you some inside looks on things, what's going on? We always we sit and watch these guys on TV, and they say we, and we get them, we get upset, like, and I do too, honestly. When they say, "Hey, we did this, we did that," but man, it it really is a we thing. Mechanics, I know Steve beats this to the ground. They don't get once they don't get paid enough. Two, they don't get the recognition. Man, those guys, they bust their ass, dude. Uh I just been watching Matt do stuff to my bike and it just there's a lot of shit that goes on just besides riding a dirt bike and you know I I'm, I'm blown out and smoked as well but you know these mechanics out there that do all of this work they've got to be uh tired. I mean they've got to be exhausted from doing all this work and they probably got a long list of shit to do and they just keep pounding out stuff every day. So um yeah, thanks Matt for helping me and uh, I appreciate that. So That was my week last week. My race bike is finito. I am uh, giving that sucker back to Aaron, Nick, and Tony and the guys tomorrow morning. They're going to prep it. The truck is driving up Wednesday. The family and I are driving up Wednesday. And we have Press Day Thursday. And then we have the Works Connection Pulp MX live show at Works Connection. Friday night, so if you guys are around the Sacramento area, or if you guys are there for the Amateur National, hey, leave the track, come over to Worst Connection, we're having a live show, should be fun, we'll be there, there'll be some food trucks, we can bullshit, Uh, we could talk dirt bikes, settings, whatever you guys want, I'll be there, Mathis, Weege, it's going to be a good time. So, um, hey, I'm getting posters made up, Mathis, didn't do it, what the F., So I paid to get some posters done. The guys over at Roost MX, Finn was awesome. He busted out some posters for me. So we'll have something to give to you guys. Also, we'll have some Kiefer Inc. merch, some hats, some sweaters, the things to give out. So that'll be cool. And uh, yeah, man, I'm getting excited. I know that I'm getting excited when I'm going to bed at night about 9.30 and it takes me an hour or so to go to sleep because I'm already thinking about the race. And that's that's been my problem for a long time, man. As I overthink a lot of things, I think about the track. I think about what I'm going to do with starts. I think about if I need to make a pass. I just think, 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 think. I need to shut my brain off sometimes and just chill out. So for those of you guys that are racers, local racers, that are similar to me, my best advice to you guys is out there is write this stuff down in a notebook that you want to think about. And that way, you're not thinking about it at night. You have that stuff written down. And so when you do wake up, and it's time to think, <laughs> not at night. Uh, you can start looking at those bullet points and figuring all that stuff out. That has helped me tremendously. When I don't write stuff down, my brain keeps it up inside there and I think about it. If I write it down, it's almost like a brain, like a, a thought dump. Like all of my thoughts get dumped on this paper and I don't have to think about it anymore up, up top and I don't have to lose sleep. So... That's my advice to you guys. So, um, also, little thing about Tony Alessi. He is, well, well, he was in Hawaii last week, but the dude doesn't stop working, man. I know we talked about this on the pulp show, but I'm telling you guys, Tony checked in, how I was doing, how was the bike, what I've changed, so on and so forth. Uh, he says, hey, we'll get it handled here. He'll make, hey, can we have a, t- can we have a phone conversation at six o'clock? It's really organized. He gets shit out there in the open. It's no bullshit and he just gets stuff handled. So I can see why JB, Malcolm, Vince and the guys really like Tony because he just makes stuff happen and he works his ass off. He's been that like he's been that way for years, guys. Even when Mike was racing full time and some of you guys out there are thinking, "Oh, he's freaking out." But dude, the the dude was out there watering at 4:30 in the morning, grading, doing things, getting stuff ready for Mike. The dude is all in when it comes to dirt bikes and and I respect that man. It's 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 cool to see and I feel like he'll get the best out of his riders when you have some someone like that. So, thank you to Tony for always uh getting shit organized, man. It's it's awesome. Commercial time. Do not forward it. Hey. I see you trying to find that forward button. Don't do it. Listen to these commercials. Get some discount codes. Save some money. Save your marriage. Thank you. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Scosche. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So They just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. Founded in 1980, Scosche Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, scosche.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Scosche develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at keferinktesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. there on board with the keferinktesting.com, Kefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6DHelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at Chris at Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, b l u d lubricants.com, go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport series, the Blood Racing Pro series and the Blood Racing Pro Elite series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. they got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code Kiefer and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. So a little-known fact, I started racing desert when I was 9 years old until I was 16. I really didn't get into moto until after 16 years old because my family would go camp in the desert and my dad rode hare and hounds. Out here in the West Coast, there was a club called District 37, and that's what we did. We went camping on the weekends. Uh, my parents build bonfires. They would drink. And my dad would go race, and I would ride around the camp and make a little track, right? Well, fast forward till now, 2019, you go to nationalheronhound.com. They have classes for your son, your daughter, mom, and dad. It's not just dad. It's really cool. It's ran very well. The kids race the day before. Dad and mom can go race the next day and just have a family-fun-filled weekend racing dirt bikes. There's nothing better. Go to nationalheronhound.com. Check out their schedule. They go to California, Texas, Nevada, Idaho, all over the place. Go check them out. If you have any questions about this series, Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. I'm happy to answer them for you and maybe get you a discount code on your next entry fee. Very cool. Again, maybe I will see you out at one of these suckers. I feel like I need to go race again, and I want to go relive my youth through nationalheronhound.com. Go check them out. The one thing that bums me out about racing moto is waiting around all day just to do two or four motos. I don't want to be sitting at the track all day and have three hours in between my motos. Well, you know what? Old Timers Association has been around a long time, and the guys from Oregon Old Timers have come on board with this podcast and want me to talk to you about their series. Very cool series. I've raced them before. They have 20-minute motos, long motos, Usually you're done by 3 o'clock, you're in and out, you get to race, go home, finish your chores, spend time with your family, go do stuff with your wife, whatever it is. It's a fun, family-filled environment there. They have races all over, it's not just in Oregon. They have races in California, Glen Helen, Montana, Richland, Washington, they go to Hangtown, they go to Washington again in Washougal, which is very cool, and of course they go to British Columbia, Boise, Idaho, even Edmonton, Canada and Fernley, Nevada. You can check out the series at OregonOldTimers.com and you will even see me at a couple rounds this year. So check them out. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up. Screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right. Kiefer and Screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end... Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com. We're back. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And you'll get rewarded for discounts. That's right. It's like gold. These commercials are gold, people. Thank you. How many times did I hear from Mathis in Hawaii? Uh, Zero. Uh, Texting a couple times, but Mathis, he did tell me that he's not going to do managerial duties until he got home. But uh, yeah, so I haven't heard anything from him today. It's Monday. Um, no managerial, uh, talk today. So maybe we'll have managerial talk tomorrow, but hopefully he will. I don't even, I don't know if the dudes even has a flight for, is he going to be there on press day? I don't know. We'll, we'll see how Mathis does when it comes, but and nonetheless, it's going to be cool to hang out with my buddy on Saturday. It's going to be awesome. Uh, love that guy so much, man. He's a good dude and he's fun to be around. He relaxes me, honestly, because, uh, it's always some jokes and some shit going on and no one takes anyone too serious. It's, it's a good time. So I'm sure that will be the, the MO around the truck um, Saturday. So come by, get some laughs in, talk some shit. That's just us. That's how we're going to be rolling the next two rounds. So Moto Concepts, Bullfrog Spas, Honda will be a little bit more mellower um, these two rounds under the watchful eye of Steve Mathis. Oh, and I should say Heather Kiefer. I, well. Talk to Steve before you talk to Heather. Heather might be GH at 430. You don't know, so tread lightly over there. A couple more things about the race bike. I tried a 1452 sprocket. We talked about that gearing. With this engine, I went back to a 1349. I felt that was a little bit better. So just FYI, if you guys are building your engines, um, 1349 gearing was my gearing of choice. And otherwise, man, spec tires are life. Front spec tire is where it's at. Uh, If I could, here's the deal. I'm going to go on a little rant here. Here's the deal. I do not know why Dunlop doesn't sell spec-ish or spec tires for the average consumer. Okay. They're expensive. All right. Let's mark it up. Let's say the spec tires, let's just say $250 for a front tire. Most of you guys are saying, fuck that. I'm out. That's fine. But there's some of you guys out there going, I'm in. I'll pay $250 for a tire that hooks up like a mofo and gives me less durability. I'm in. I'm one of those guys well. I'm not rich, but I would buy a tire to go race on. Let's say you buy an MX-33 for your practice, and you put that spec on to go race. Dude, it's unreal. It is unreal, the lean angle traction that you get from a front spec tire. Unbelievable. The carcass is insane feeling. The lean angle traction is insane. It's awesome. Yes, the Hoosier tire, production tire, is similar, but it's not quite like a Dunlop spec tire. That's The Hoosier is the closest thing that we normal people can get to a spec tire. The Hoosier tire has a nice carcass feel. Lean angle traction is, is improved. It, it does have a few little corks. Um, like I feel like it's a little bit more spongy. On a Hoosier versus a spec tire, um, this spec tire that I ran looks like an MX3S because if I wasn't getting a front spec, I'd be taking up MX3S front tires with me and putting in the Ridgeline and giving it to the guys in the rig to put on my bike because that's what I would have to run on a front tire. So, um, so yeah, front spec tires is an, is is a blessing in disguise, and you watch these guys corner in Supercross. Yes, they do corner good. I'm not going to say they don't, but, man, some of that has to do with lean angle and how good those spec Dunlops are, man. It's an awesome thing. I I talked to Clark Stiles, which he's in charge of R&D at Dunlop, and he doesn't even know why that Dunlop doesn't offer it. I know Dunlop offered 756RR tires back in the day, which are insane, which were really good as well, and they don't offer that anymore. So if Dunlop's listening, uh, there's a market. And if any other tire manufacturer is listening to this, get some spec tires out to the consumer. You'll sell them. Mark them up. Make them expensive. They'll still sell. Trust me. Especially if they're like a spec tire. They're exactly like a spec and they're not just some bullshit marketing ploy. It, it'll sell. It, it's a great bike. It's a great tire. Sorry. And bite, I should say. Um, well, that's about it for this week, man. I'm just trying to wrap things up. We're going to be... Back to uh, normal schedule programming here in a couple of weeks with testing. Lots of 2020 stuff coming out. You guys been bugging the shit out of me about this uh, wheel set that I've had. Can you guess what it is? Hmm. Can you guess? Well, Rocky Mountain sells this wheel set, and I've had it on the Yamaha. Well, we're going to talk about that soon enough. I apologize. Again, I like to test things, guys. I don't want to put a few hours on a set of, on a wheel set and say, it's great, and then have you guys go buy it, and then not 20 hours, your wheel set busts, and you say, F you, Kiefer. You're lying, son of a bitch. You said this stuff works, and it doesn't. So I want to make sure it handles what I can put it through, and then I'd recommend it to you guys. So just FYI out there. So it's coming. Chill down. And a lot of other things are coming down the pipe, too. I've been... Having a little bit of nightmare with my app. I haven't talked about that in a while. That's been a big headache. been trying to get some copyrights for a few things that finally went through. I have never ever been a part of anything that has been this big as far as an app and trying to get involved in it as much as I have and It's a lot of work and I probably could have did a better job of uh getting someone to do it and that was a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, up and up on dirt bikes, but nonetheless, it's a learning experience and it will come and we will have a good time with it and it will help you guys. So just bear with me. I haven't talked about that in a while, but that's been a headache as well. So, anyway, we're growing slowly but surely here at Keyfrank Testing. I appreciate you guys sticking by me, talking to me, emailing me. That's what we're here to do. We're here to have a good time, laugh, enjoy some dirt bike talk, get you guys some information that you do not get from other media outlets. And just be straight up transparent for you guys, man. It's like me and you bullshitting on the back of a tailgate. That's how I want to do this whole keyfrink testing thing. Again, it's been working very well. Downloads have been up, um, page views have been up, everything's been going up. But we're not getting rich, right? So I want to keep it how I how I envisioned it. I want to keep it on a, just a normal grassroots type of of deal. I don't want to get get this thing so big and get out of touch. From you guys. um, Because I feel like that's where things start to go south. So again, always hit me up. Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com for any information. Hey, if you guys are at Hangtown, get your towels out. Your air horns. Whip those towels. Blow those horns, man. Because we're coming. We got to get this thing done. And hopefully we'll do good. And if not, the sun comes up tomorrow. We'll hit Paula and we'll do a better job. That's how things work. And that's how you guys out there need to look at life. If you don't do good, sun comes up tomorrow, do a better job next time. Shit goes south again, sun comes up tomorrow, do a better job next time. Sooner or later, you'll get the battle won. You'll win the battle, trust me. Things will be better. Just keep trying. Don't give up. Once again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting the advertisers on this podcast. And if you guys haven't listened to these commercials, do yourself a favor and listen. There's all kinds of commercials on here. And there's some commercials on there, isn't some advertisers. Let's say Pro Taper. Pro ProTaper doesn't have a commercial because normally I talk about the handlebar. So ProTaper is an advertiser. And if you guys haven't got a Pro Taper bar on your bike, do yourself a favor and do it. It's a good bar. Dampening characters better. They have good bends. Evo, SX Race. May or may not been on my practice bike this whole time. Good times. It's a good, it's a damn good bar. Trust me. Hit up protaper.com, check them out, look them up, email me if you don't know what bar to get. I'll try to guide you. Also, kefer merch. We still got some. I just bought a crap ton. There's still some here. So let's sell it. Let's get it out. Heather at com. We'll ship you some. Wear it around proudly. You know, put a UPS sticker on your chest, whatever, <laughs> if you guys know what that means. <laughs> You guys know what that means, trust me. I've been getting a lot of those to my Instagram, so thank you for that. Heather loves it. (laughs) All right, guys. Hey, we'll see you at Hangtown. We'll be doing one of these after Hangtown. I'll get Heather in here, get her experience because she's going to be a nervous wreck. We'll get Aiden in with us too. Ask him about growing up as a teenager, why we're doing this, and how his experience was at Hangtown. So hope to see you all at Hangtown. Thank you. See you guys Saturday, rain or shine.